Love Talk Radio. Oh, yeah. How did you do that? I don't know. It sounded like the tape was going slow. Hello, everybody, and welcome to RU Instant Reaction Review. I am your host, RUScreening.com's own Mark Eastman, and with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire and one-finger typist, I was Shane Leonard. Doing something. Hello. <clears throat> and uh, this week, we're doing The Amazing Spider-Man 2, mm-hmm. and uh, I think, actually, we don't really have a lot else to do, which is weird. Becoming not par for the course right, right. at this point, except we do have one viewer question. Cool. Um, that's specifically about the movie that will be a lot easier to deal with than the person probably thought when they uh, sent us the question. But, you know, there you right. go. There you go. So, yeah. um, so The Amazing Spider-Man 2, and not only that, but... Uh, we're now at the point where we're getting close to summer, and uh, every, every week is a little bit easier. Hopefully, right. we will have some chances to get to a couple of movies, maybe, because there are some weeks in the next two months that are kind of irritating and stupid. Yeah. <laughs> you know right. how uh, right. we have weeks and weeks where there's nothing much interesting, which is strange because we've been complaining so long about how there's no yeah, summer, yes, I know. right? Yeah. And, and this year, maybe there kind of is a summer a yeah. little bit. Well, so they're, they're trying to have a summer. But now I, you know, looking through some of the upcoming movies, there are actually a couple weeks where I'm going, oh, which one? You know, right. because they're actually doing something with getting interesting yeah. movies out and except now that they do that they say well we have to compete with each other for and no it's not like and like you say it's not unlike us to possibly double up sometimes and right and especially if it's going to be a good week but uh and then you know there are a lot of like smaller things coming up yeah pretty soon too that uh maybe we can even get some of those in who knows anyway um the amazing spider-man too. so now uh, I did. Have, we got a different question. I almost forgot about it because you had mentioned something. I guess a couple of weeks ago about seeing the first one again yeah. before we saw this one. So, the, like, people want to know, right? Uh, our, I did guess, our take our... on it, and yeah, and I guess you know, also, just is it it is that any good, better, worse, or whatever uh, since we saw it before. I actually did watch the first one again. What was your feeling? And I feel like I was about the same. I, yeah. didn't, I didn't really like it very much. Yeah. And uh, it had a couple of, you know, interesting parts and everything. And I got to tell you, you know, we we try to at least make people aware of potential problems where we should recuse ourselves. Right. right. I don't really like Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man. He's okay i guess that's about the best i can give him. i just he's just not really peter parker to me I, I you know for no great reason yeah just uh, you know it's one of those things where i don't know when it's spider-man or batman or you know whatever kind of gigantic right. thing that it is there's you get the wrong actor and you just go, yeah, that's just not, I mean, it's, you know, nothing against him really. He was even, you know, not too bad in the second one. I thought, I think he was better in the second one than he was in the I first one. I think he was one. better in the second too. It's yeah. There's, there's a lot of weird casting things. I, I'm not super wild about. I like Emma Stone right out of all the casting yeah. in this, in these films so far, I'll concede that at least aesthetically Garfield looks like Peter Parker has been drawn. Like he kind of is, yeah, he kind he of is does, lanky and yeah. thin and teenagerish and kind of like you know you he's know. you know for me he's a little too like hipstery looking though for Peter Parker. I, I so that, I mean yeah. it's you know, <laughs> yeah. But that's also one of those things where you probably can't. I mean, unless it's something crazy obvious, right? You probably can't right. explain why he doesn't well, work funny. exactly. But <laughs> it's well, funny when people sometimes get all up in arms. The last one that was really huge, and I thought pretty huge across the board, was when Daniel Craig got Bond. Right. And everyone was ablaze. And then before that, the only one I remember that was really big was when Tom Cruise got Lestat. Like, and I mean big. Like, right. I, that not, was, not somebody's right. pissed 
That's really internet, big, right? You're going to find someone always grumpy that Hugh Jackman was Wolverine. He's too tall. Well, you, real you know big what? ones. Big ones. I don't remember big things. Before, the, before the first Christian Bale as Batman actually hit, people were they wondering that. pretty seriously yeah. about that, yeah. too. Well, but. even that. Batman's been a weird one. I remember when my Keith got cast, and they're like, Beetlejuice? Right, what? right. Are you kidding me? You know, but... Uh, Anyway, so did you uh, rewatch the first one? I did not. Oh, okay. And it was a purposeful thing. I, I was very close to doing it. I was intent on doing it. And I, like I said, on the show, I, I planned to. And, and I remember kind of thinking, like, I didn't enjoy the first. I mean, it's not hard to remember. I just enjoy the first one. Right. Why do I want to set this up when I want to give it as good a shake as it, it can get? Right. Like, I don't want to carry a lot of negativity into it. So I left it alone and basically right. just went in on my thoughts. And, and what sealed that for me was you and I talked about this briefly, although I think we only hinted at it on the on the on the show. All these different trailers for the film had been running, and I, I saw four different ones. Right. By the time I saw, maybe there were five, but whenever the first one came out, I was kind of like, okay, well, it was fine. There was a Super Bowl spot that I was mixed on. I was okay with it. It was either the third or the fourth one. I was really excited. I, I thought it was really fun looking. I was excited. It looked great. I'm like, but this is the movie I want to see. And then the next so, preview right after made it look like total crap. And I was <laughs> like, you know what? This is what I don't want. I've seen too many previews by right. accident now. I don't want to see the first film get colored you right. know, a little bit you know, predisposed towards it. So I skipped it. Now, I, I wasn't really <laughs> going to yeah. until we uh, started talking about it. Like in the normal course of events, if we had never mentioned it at all, I definitely wouldn't have. Right. I, I just didn't bother. Yeah. And then we were talking about it, and then I decided that I kind of had to because the thing that stuck out for me in talking about it yeah. was I really couldn't remember much of the first one. I and I went, oh, my God. Like, right. How sad is it that this movie can't even make me really remember yeah. hardly anything about it? Yeah. And then it was funny when the movie started and they they give you some bits that, uh, yeah. from the first one and yeah. you're kind of like, oh yeah. But so I was <laughs> yeah. like, I really have to do it just because I seriously cannot yeah. remember very much of it. So you know, obviously I, I didn't love it because right. I can't anyway. remember it. Right? Anyway, yeah. But I figured I should at least refresh my memory of what was going on. So, okay, we should uh, kick out the ratings, yeah. like, really quickly. And, and, do the and this, is, this is weird, because I thought you were going to be... I have this annoying cough, too, sorry. I thought you were going to be higher than me, and now, as soon as you walk in the stunned. door, you're, I would like, be bagging on. Yeah, I would <laughs> be stunned if I'm higher than you. All right, well, wh what do you got, then? Three. Three? Yeah. Yeah. I was pretty much... And I, and I bent. I, I bent to give three. <laughs> I have. You, you I have, can give it less. Oh, oh! I was <laughs> when we walked out. I was ready to give it a slap across the face. Wow! See, you weren't like fidgeting in your chair or throwing anything. I at was the screen during the movie. I was so bored. I was sleeping. <laughs> um, I am pretty much at like three and a half. Yeah. And I almost was going to be a little higher. Yeah. It, because there were actually parts that I was kind of having fun with it. It's too long. Uh, it's too for 20, sure. It's two hours and 20 right? minutes. Yeah. yeah, it's two hours and 20 minutes, and I think it's even more than that. It's like 223 or, oh, or two hours. Really, you know, it's look, whatever it is. It's, it's something around there, but it's, yeah. it's definitely way too long. Yeah, it's 222. Wow. But there were, uh, there were parts I was liking. Yeah. There were some interesting things. There was some stuff that I thought that they did in kind of a cool way. I thought it was interesting that they they semi suddenly introduced the spidey sense sort of more like they would they would show you like they would do this weird pause effect and mm. you would see all like when the people were going to be touching the rails of the and you would that like was cool. you would Finally. like see him like look through it yep. then we'd back up and then he'd do stuff mm -hmm. And I thought that was like kind of interesting. I thought they maybe overplayed it a little, but also I thought it was interesting that they didn't explain it. Right. They didn't have to have like a big flash yeah, go thing. up and go, this yeah. is my spidey sense yeah. or something. You know, they just did it <clears throat> yeah. and said go. And it was it was kind of interesting. But there were a lot of parts that I was liking to the movie. And there were there are parts that I don't and it it really slows down when it slows down, which I didn't like too. Yeah. But then I got to tell you that ending really killed it for me. 
I was like, we may, yeah, we may have a spoiler, even though, even though this spoiler has right. been like 50 years old. Oh, and it's been spoiled like a million times on the internet, too. Is that what you meant, though? Like, the that part ruined it? it I guess. Like it it kind of like, ruined it for me. I would have been maybe more like, maybe more like five and a half or something like that, or, you know, that kind of ballpark or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. And I just thought it was it was not only a stupid thing to do, it was done stupidly. It was kind of well, I don't know. It depends like maybe we'll be end up talking about different things and maybe, we don't even know maybe. it. So who knows? Okay. Um so before we totally jump into the movie though, the question that we got was yeah. uh the internet has been semi abuzz mm-hmm. for a while on the whole how many villains there are question. Right. And so the question that we got is, you know, what do we think about it? Is there are there too many villains? Does it detract from things? And you know, yeah. so you've got rhinos in the movie, sort of. Yeah. Except that he turns into at the end this really dumbass rhino mecha droid. Right. I know, which is not rhino. Right. Which I just I hate that. It's like the new. Well, this before we go on, like at least as a comic book fan, there's a whole avenue comics that I'm aware of, but I haven't read because I just am too busy right now. The whole Sinister Six side, the whole, right. you know, the new version. And when, when somebody has a great idea for a comic, they always come up with a new title for it. So there's Amazing, The Spectacular, just right. Spider-Man, Man Spider, whatever, all these things. Right. And I guess there's a storyline that's kind of like what the movie is doing where Peter's parents are super agents or oh, they, all this crap. And they, I guess it's in line with that. And I hate it. <laughs> right. I hate it. I think it's stupid. Right. And I didn't think that this movie, though the trailers seem to lend itself to identify and you know involve it more. I don't think it did a good job. It just was. I think like, I think it, a secret room, and there's the vulture's wings, and Doc's arms, and right, the right. rhino head. And I mean, are you kidding me? Right. I thought it was uh, better falling into a vat I thought of it was, live eels, though. I thought it was kind of okay how they tried to obviously take all these pieces from all these different yeah. versions of the comics and and then try to morph that into a thing or whatever. But yeah. but anyway, the question is, uh, does that, you know, because in in the older version of the Spider-Man right, the movies, only a decade, right, right? seriously, yeah. right. Um, <laughs> you know, that was like a big thing where all of a sudden we ended up with a movie that had, Sandman you know, super, Superman coming, Woodwork, and yeah. he's got all kinds of things. And in this movie, really, I don't think it detracted because the is that they're not really there. <laughs> I yeah. mean, they, they don't actually exist in the movie, Yeah. except for, you know, it's not like you're bouncing back and forth from one to the other all the time. It's like you get this little introduction to Paul Giamatti right. at the beginning. At the very, very end, all of a sudden he's Rhino, right. except that he's not at all, right? right? Yeah, but he isn't. But he's he's Rhino in the sense that anyone would be Rhino. He's not really right. I. He's right. just who they happen to decide to put in the suit. One of my favorite, which I hate. <laughs> I, I agree. One of my favorite moments, even though the movie has lost me for about an hour at this point, right. is, is this scene. Because really, he is as much Rhino as the kid who stands in front of him is Spider-Man. Right. I mean, in exactly. Essence, though I love that moment. I think that's a really fun. The little kid runs there, when this right. little kid who's you know who's encountered Spider-Man previously is like hearing that there's all these troubles and Spider-Man's not around. He puts on his Spider-Man suit and stands in front of Rhino. Yeah. And Rhino's like, oh yeah, okay, <laughs> right. you got little man. And of course, then the real Spider-Man shows up and is like, hey, right. tag me in, kid. You did good. Right. I love that moment. Yeah. I thought it was very. Very effective and affecting, surprisingly, because I was novocained by the right. boredom of the film. Right. But that's a great scene. But I, I agree. He is as much Rhino as that kid with Spider-Man. Right. And then uh, so you've also got uh, Electro, obviously, is yeah. like the main actual thing that's happening in the movie. Right. And then eventually you kind of work your way up. Green the Green Goblin, but he's only there in like the last couple minutes, and to, to certainly tease the third film, you know, uh, right? I, I right. guess, but and then uh, yeah, there will be another film, and it'll yeah. be all kinds of more Green Goblin. But yeah. you, but you know, there's a lot of it, and since so like kind of jumping to the end of the movie, there's a, there's a lot of it that's very strange about Green Goblin even being there in the first place, and and what they do with him, and the whole thing, yeah. but. 
on the question, is there things. many villains? Is that what the question really was? Or how do we feel about the villains in it? Or what was the... Well, so what had been going on the internet was, oh my God, now there's going to be a bunch of villains. The movie's going to suck. And it, um, So the movie does suck, but it has <laughs> nothing to do with there being too many villains, I don't think. Because they're just... The two of them are just really on the fringes of things and, and don't... Yeah. I mean, you do kind of have the whole Harry Osborn going through the progression, but it's not really like Spider-Man has to, you know, battle eight different super villains throughout the whole movie. So, well, here's, I mean, this is, this kind of slides as a really good segue to the review stuff that, you know, I've been thinking about anyway, which is, I agree with you, but a little bit more to the causality. I think the film sucks. And I think that it does suck in some part because, well, I think the film sucks in great parts because of the story and in huge parts because of the director. But I think part of that is, you know, the story with the villains being in there. They're kind of like, you know, I've seen, now that I saw the film and we just saw it, it wasn't in 3D. Although I wonder maybe some of the stuff that bored me might have been better in 3D. I, I have no clue. I, I'm not going to see this again I don't know. to find I couldn't, out. I couldn't imagine it, that it would really change yeah, I can't either. But, um... You know, there's there's a lot of people who seem to share the sentiment that I had watching it, which is that, you know, Jamie Foxx, Electro, he does a good job if this was a movie. He's basically cut from a movie that this is not at all. Right. He's basically taken from like a Joel Schumacher version of Spider-Man. You know, right, by that right. I mean his story, his arc, his his... Not his acting, because he's a capable actor, but he's basically feeling like he's directed to match like a Jim Carrey Riddler. And right, I know I'm right. not the only person. Now, when I'm watching the film, I'm literally thinking this. Like, this guy is so... Right. home that isn't not campy, but is now playing hard to camp. And the scenes that he's in, with or without Spider-Man, are camp. So much to the point, you jinxed it. In the theater, when we're getting... So you're like, what if there's like a pow and a blammo? <laughs> right, and I'm like, right, if it right. gets that campy, I'm out of here. <laughs> right. I'll be damned and if it, it was, didn't get really, campy. Yeah. When, when Jamie Foxx is in scenes, all of his scenes are campy. Right. And when well, out of it, the, the, the regular stuff is not campy. Not as campy, but definitely not right. campy. Ex- I, except, and here's the especially weird thing about it for me. Yeah. Once Harry Osborn like, breaks him out and then they go back, then he's a pretty cool then bad he's guy. Cool. Right. right? I, I, then all of a sudden it's like, oh, we because flipped the switch. It's, it's weird. Like on his own, he's camp personified and all by himself. And it, you know, I'm not, I'm not on wood lightly for that. But it's not like, not unlike what I would expect something to have happened in the story. Like their lead villain died, so they just brought in extra footage from the third film. Right. That they had, and they they made it fit. And they, and they needed something you know, to work, it's, it's right? It's so weirdly out of place that it fits because the characters are still in there together. You see, you know, Garfield and Fox in scenes together, so I know he belongs in the movie. He doesn't belong but in the movie. But you're like, what? Yeah. And, and Dane DeHaan is, uh, you know, I, I remember him from Chronicle, which I had a lot of fun with, but he's Harry Osborne. And I think he's great. I, in this role, even, I think he's great. He doesn't have a thing to do. No. Except sit around and wait until he has like the story pushed on him, he's, and these decisions pushed on him. He's and then really he kind a bad of guy. yeah. He's really kind but of. I love Dane DeHaan as a character and as an actor. I think he could have done a lot. I, I think if he, he had. Anything I think to he's do. even good with what he does get. I agree. Do and it, you can kind of almost see the struggle, like when all of a sudden he's in the elevator. Yeah, which right. makes no sense. Right. Because yeah. you saw her walk in the <laughs> elevator. It's not like she backed into the elevator yeah, 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 and, right. and he wouldn't know that somebody's right. right there, right? right. But, uh, but anyway, that scene, as much as there's like this – that sums up a lot of the movie for me too, actually. It's, it's, it's like the scene I had as soon as she turns around and she's startled that he's there, right, mm-hmm. you have this instant reaction of like how completely stupid is this right. because – he can't have possibly been Hidden. there and yeah. prized her. Right. <laughs> but then they start playing through the scene, mm-hmm. and then you're like, okay, hey, well, this is like working, is working. Yeah. pretty well, though. Between them, yeah. And that's like how the whole movie goes. It's like every other thing that happens, you go, man, that's really stupid. Yeah. Until they get, you know, There's a lot of either, in there. Yeah. either like Dane DeHaan or, or even some of the scenes where it's the two of them together yep. are pretty good when they're talking to each other. Yeah. I thought it was. 
spend like a minute long enough when they kind of reconnect. We need like another oh like God, minute or two minutes. Oh my God. Of I have a lot trying of to pretend that that Don't worked, right? Right. But we were like, I don't know, man, make it fast. We can't make the movie four hours long. Right. And I have, you know, 20 minutes of watch all this stuff be destroyed that we have to do because it's an action movie. Yeah, Anything right. that's like serious. You know what I think would have been great for this movie? Yeah. And I guess this would kind of connect to the are there too many villains, right? Yeah. I think this could have been an awesome movie. You could even leave Rhino. He could be a whatever, right? Whatever. Because it kind of connects to clearly – I think we have a theory of what's going to happen in the yeah. third movie, yeah. right? So there's this whole Osborne Corp, you know, all the stuff that we saw in, you know, Doc Ox, arms, the vulture wings, and all we that have stuff. to connect all that together, right? So yeah. Rhino could be in there, and it's okay, and he's only at the beginning and the end anyway, right. so it doesn't matter. And then you leave all the Harry Osborne stuff, and you just get rid of Electro altogether, yeah, and don't even have a supervillain, yeah, that's like the main thing that he's dealing with. Just have like villains, villains, or yeah. or have you know little tiny upstart right super villains right, who right, aren't right. that right. bad or whatever. But the whole Electro thing, first of all, almost everything that happens with Electro makes no sense. Which mm-hmm. you know you just probably shouldn't have say in a comic book movie because right. none of it is supposed to make sense, right, right? Right. But you know at at one point it's like they don't. Electro is not enough of a thing right. that anyone cares what he can do. Like what we have really as our main villain is someone who's just utterly disposable villain, mm-hmm. and we don't care about it all. We're gonna kill him off at the end, whatever. It's, he's just somebody to be there, so we don't really pay attention to anything. Like you know, there are certain times when he can do almost anything he wants to, and yeah. then there are other times when yeah. you know he we can take him out for a little while or something. Yeah. And and then we even get to the point where he basically can become ethereal mm-hmm. and just dissolve Go into nothingness right. and then like reform himself and then jump through the wires and yeah. you know it, and then it's like he doesn't even actually exist anymore and yet somehow Spider-Man's like punching him and right, right. stuff and so it's like you're just saying that you don't care. Right, and, and it doesn't matter what we do to him, and that just shove all that whole thing aside. Yeah, for and sure. if you're going to do this Harry Osborn, you know, action that's happening, yeah, then you know, make Spider-Man. There's plenty of regular bad guys, you know, and yeah. not not only that, but for both Batman and Spider-Man, yeah, at least as much as I've read them, yeah. because right. I don't read them all the time, right. For me, that was one of the coolest parts, I thought, of both of those comics, is that every single issue you buy is not them fighting a giant supervillain right. saving the universe right. from destruction, right? Sometimes right. there's just bad guys, yeah. and, and it, doesn't, it doesn't have to be uh, the next giant bad guy. But so much of the middle part of this movie was trying so hard to do so many things, Yeah that it was sort of like we had one too many supervillains, except little did you know it was the main one. Right, yeah. <laughs> That's well, the weird problem. And, and I think this film strangely echoes a lot of the the third Sam Raimi Spider-Man film that a lot of people hated with, you know, Sandman. And where it was Adam, just where it was throwing just, everything You know, you've got this villain right. that you're not even supposed to care about their motivations, which is bizarre. Like, Spider-Man 3 was a really strange film coming out around the same time that Superman Returns came out. You know, just jumping genres, I mean, right. jumping companies just a little bit, thinking that Brian Singer has established that if he knows anything, it's character, story, superhero. Like how he let Superman fall, I, I get now, but I didn't understand immediately then. How Sam Raimi, who's made, you know, amazing installments of the first two films, right. chose so many bad things in the third one. It was like every bad decision that he avoided he had to face and, and put into his movie. Right. Almost like, look, you're going to do a trilogy. You have these things. You put them anywhere you want. And he was like, I'll just save it till the end. It's like, yeah. It, it, because you don't care it, about it's like somebody. It's like somebody somewhere. dared him to stick to these it, things yeah. in, and he goes, fine, I'll do and, it. And for me, this film, I mean, I think any movie can handle any number of antagonists. I don't think a, right. a superhero film has to have one. I, I, I don't. And I think there are, there's precedent for it. 
this one, I think, just suffers from bad storytelling and bad direction. And these guys, they drop in like what you were hinting at and saying, when it's time for an action scene, well, there's Electro. Right. Or we need to set something up. And blow, well, there's and Harry Osborn. Blow like, something up, yeah. Blow something up. Show me now you're, you're, you're maturing through and your super deity power. And it just, you don't care about it, so you don't care about them. And you don't, they don't, the weird thing is for me, like a lot of the jokes, if not all the jokes, fell flat. Like yeah. the comedy wasn't there. When there was danger, I felt no sense of fear. Like the villains didn't do anything fearful. Uh, you, you know, there's nothing there. It's all sort of like this hollow Right. Thing. And it, even, you know, like you were talking about motivations, all everyone's motivation is stupid in the movie. A- everybody at, across at, the board at, at, yeah, every, right. at every point of everything happening. And then that makes it so that everything becomes like the the dumbest, easiest trick of yeah. doing something right yeah. of getting to the next point. It would have been cooler, too, if if you're not going to get rid of Electro. Yeah, then. You know, make Harry Osborn be bad a little quicker. Yeah. And make them paired up quicker. Right. And make it so that we can, if we tie their motivations together better, maybe yeah. it will make sense. Because now it's, now it's just the the dopey cliche loser who's attached to Spider Man, and then what sets it off? The sniper. It's always the sniper, yeah. right? I yeah. mean, it's, that's so old that's so and boring, old, yeah. man. It's like, a you know, there's always yeah. the guy, I'm just being your friend, who doesn't actually know that the sniper's there about right. to try and shoot him. Right. And it's like, how many times have I seen that? And it's, it's the most boring, goofy thing. It's like, you know, the girl who won't stay in the car in the horror movie or uh-huh. whatever. It's like, yeah. dude, it's... Or you're that all you're so all pointing. horribly I, I love old. That. I always, I was, it's funny you say that too because I was thinking of how many really bad tropes like that there are. Like everyone's in a gunfight, someone steps on the only stick in right, the area, right, and everyone right. thinks everyone's shooting. You know, right. it was akin to that. I was like, oh come on, you guys can't think of and, anything. And it was so it was so horrible that by the time you see the sniper set up, you're already like rolling your eyes, right? Yeah. And the weird thing about it is that I was kind of. At that point, when that's you know still pretty early and everything, and I thought Jamie Foxx's non-electro character was a little hard to stomach already at the very beginning. Yeah. But it's still pretty early on in the movie when that happens, and I was kind of getting into Spider-Man like talking him down. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was actually that was kind cool. of interesting, you know, right. where he's like, "I'm Super Spider-Man," but. Hey, what if I maybe just talk to the guy? Right. And I was like, right. that's kind of that was cool. That's yeah. kind of an interesting way to go. But no, we can't do that. No. We have to throw the I, sniper in because he has to get really pissed off, right? And, and explode with all the stuff. Like you know, the, the, part of the problem for me is they they kind of lead you down a way that may be original. You know, might take some chances. Like you said, I was thinking right, the same right. thing. I'm like, this would be great if there were no fists thrown in right. this. And and you know it. It, it was just so weird to watch Jamie Foxx work. You know, his terrible cliche of, like, this mousy guy who gets endowed with power right. and is a super sycophantic fan. And he's, and he's so far to the side of, like, the, you know, the ultimate guy who gets his papers knocked out of his hand yeah. and stuff. It's well, like, he did. He got his blueprint knocked out right, of his right. hands. I mean, it's like, do we have to do, do, does everything have to go to 11? Can't he just right. be like, you know, can't he just be a little bit of right. a of a strange guy? This is and the then, thing with us. It, he's and then, crazy. He's 11 crazy, right? right? right. Like he's 11 this. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's not interesting anymore, right? Yeah. Couldn't he just be a guy who has kind of a a normal fascination with Spider-Man. Yeah. So he's all, and you know, maybe the fact that you get electrocuted and dropped into the eels makes you crazy. Couldn't right. that make that you makes, crazy? That would, that would be enough. I would give you that. <laughs> but, but no, even, and even, you know, like what we were saying about, you know, Harry Osborn, the thing that really is frustrating for me is it, how long this movie is and how little it does with the real estate that it has for two hours and 22 minutes. E- even if the, uh, you know, even if the credits are 10 minutes, okay, right, you're right. still over two hours and you don't need to be there. The stuff with Harry Osborn, though I like Dane DeHaan's portrayal of him when I see him, really pissed me off. Because it exists, so, everything that we're supposed to believe exists on Sam Raimi's film. They take no effort to establish any of his stuff at all. Right, right. 
up to the point where I really like I was like I'm so close to being annoyed with this film to get up and just like I got to go get a drink or something like I was just annoyed beyond measure not even comic book well, how are you only a three then man oh, this man is i like, worked myself this up is a like bit. the most but you've like, ripped on a movie this, in a long time there's this moment where they're both talking to each other and and you know andrew garfield is talking to uh gwen stacy and he and he barks kind of at her he's like harry's my best friend and i'm like he is well right where did this come from because and then that's in the what next it says scene, somewhere in a like comic in the, book yeah right? and it's like in the very next Scene, Harry's like, I haven't seen you for years. Like last time I saw you, you had braces on. You, I mean, I think right, you were twelve. Right, right. And it's already established. He just said seconds ago that he was twenty. So there's an eight year gap here where best friends are like, what? You're Instagramming all the time. <laughs> right. like, I don't see this. This is a problem with the film as a whole for me, which is everything I'm supposed to to feel or believe. The film tells me it doesn't exactly. show me. Right. It, so you guys are best not friends. Only, not only cool. that, but it tells you everything, and it tells it to you it would be one thing if they told you they were best friends and said okay look they're best friends right here's the thing that i'm forcing you to look at and so you know they're best friends but no just no just says peter it. says it he just says we're best friends and harry actually doesn't even say it. he's kind of like i haven't seen you in a long time right. dude. what's been up you know that kind of thing between that happening between you know there's so many other moments in the film where it's supposed to feel uh, it's supposed to tell you this feeling. One of the things that stood out for me enormously is the music in the film. Yeah. It seems like a weird thing. Anyone who's listened to the show for a while knows we sometimes bring up music, and I bring it up sometimes as a character. The music is atrocious. And I don't mean Hans Zimmer's uh, orchestration kind of stuff. I mean like the music video music, the stuff that I listen to when I'm seeing Andrew Garfield pout and you know, right. do his powers and things. When, when I'm supposed to feel sad, the somber, slow music kicks in. And instead of using character dialogue, I, I hear it. You know? But not only is it like, you know, that's sort of normal, right? When it, you're supposed that to be sad, normal. there should be some sad music. Right. But this is like... This is horrible. We're horrible hitting music. you with... It's almost like the soundtrack to this movie is not really a soundtrack, and we're not really playing the sad music. It's almost like it's sound effects. It's yeah. like there's... Yeah. There's like a well, sad bong that goes hear, off. Right? <laughs> I want to hear the music in the background. I want it to be beneath what I'm looking at and what I'm hearing the characters do. And in this, if there's a layer, the music is the first layer. And then right. you happen to see other things and, going on. And it's on. like when something funny happens or something comedic happens, yeah. it's almost like instead of playing like, you know, happier, lighter music or something, yeah. it's like you hear like a drum riff. I mean, it's like he goes, right. dun dun. Yeah, you know? I mean, it almost is like a snare. I mean, all these scenes that seem to happen, the only scenes that I thought had any like aura of believability, I think Peter and Gwen when they talk. Yeah. Whether or not that's Which is natural, weird because that didn't even really fit in the movie either. It really didn't. It, it was it like didn't. that it was, was like a, a separate film we yeah. were watching, and they, which is why I said we could just get rid of Electro. If you right. want to have this giant, you know, kind of, crushing relationship problem that yeah. they're going to be going through, then do that. Do it. But they, but, but you they can't don't. have everything. It's almost like that isn't, you know, Gwen's about to leave is like another supervillain right. in the movie. Right. So right. now we have England is, well, Oxford is <laughs> another one. I liked those moments between them. I didn't believe the moments between Peter and Aunt, Aunt May. I thought no, no, and I were, and I actually think they were weird, and it was that, almost like why were we trying to do that anymore? It's like a forced emotion, like you need some because you don't have you're not ready for another fight, right? And you can't brood with the breakup makeup anymore. So let's let's go back to this. I you know I'm actually of the mind that Sally Field is not the right Aunt May. No, Sally, Sally Field is horrible. Aunt May should be a certain film. Here's the thing, and it lends itself to comparison anyway because they're only a decade apart. But if this film depends on the backbone of Sam Raimi's film to explain things like Harry Osborne's life, right. then it deserves its comparisons. I believed every moment of Tobey Maguire with his, his problem. This is part of Peter's strength. It isn't that he's super strong and agile and all these things. It's that he has all these capabilities, but that he's down on his luck everywhere. Right. You know, His aunt is old and suffering. He's responsible for her being a widow. His relationship never works. His friends are always like doing things. He can't pay his bills. You know, there's a lot of real world things. 
And I believed in Sam Raimi's films that these things happened. Right. Tobey Maguire is or is not a better actor than Andrew Garfield, but the story was there to facilitate the chance. Here, Andrew Garfield doesn't even get a chance. All he's supposed to do is look at the call sheet today. It's in pink highlighter. That means I'm supposed to be sad for my scenes. Right, okay, I'll right. be sad. You know, when tomorrow is orange, I'm supposed to be glib and, and then, happy. And, we, and man, it just doesn't work. And we kind of like bob and weave into a and lot. out of different it, like, things. It like cross-stitches itself all over the place. And whenever you're at, at home and it's Aunt May, like I said, I just think Sally Field is just terrible in this. I know. I think uh, people you know, will like her and that's fine. I, I guess, but anyone. And one of the things that for me was really the worst <laughs> yeah. when I when I – when I really thought to myself, A, she's really horrible. Yeah. B, <laughs> we're we're writing crap just to stick her in yeah. for no reason. It's almost like, like her nursing job and stuff, like let's give her another scene. When there is all of that when the power goes out and then all of a sudden it comes back on. Yeah. And we get that little scene where she goes, Okay, we're back on, let's go, people. Right. Dude, you're a nursing student. Right. Supposedly, somebody's gonna not smack like you the down. person right. running the hospital, and she gets, she's got like this big smile. Oh, okay, everything's okay now. And I'm like, that scene is yeah. like the most, like just plorable, yeah. weird, like self indulgent thing. Like it's we were going through filming, and Sally Field went up to somebody and said, "I'm Sally Field, and you're gonna right. make this scene just like this, so that I can be in it right. for like <clears throat> ten seconds." Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that scene itself was just like, <laughs> yeah. oh, my God. And, you know, that's another thing with how long this movie is. Even if you don't make anything more or add anything new, right. if you could just edit the movie and cut out certain things, yeah, you could make the movie like half an hour shorter and like 50 times better just by taking crap like Little that things. out. Yeah. And, the, and the whole Aunt May thing... I think the whole thing is weird. Like, at this point, why do we see it that much? I don't know. Why do we have, like, the, you know, somebody had a funny idea for him hiding under the covers or something. And yeah. and for some oh reason, God. like, somebody won a contest and got this line in about <laughs> us not having a chimney. Right. And, like, they had to put it in now. Right. Because we right. said that we would or, right. you know, whatever it is. Oh, it's God. a dumb line anyway. It's a dumb scene. And why are we watching him do it? Yeah. And then we got to sit through this thing about how you turn the laundry red and blue and crap. Right, right. And it's like all of this stuff with Aunt May, we're past that. It's like if this goes to like Spider-Man 5, right? Yeah. And it's like he's 10 years older. Do we still have to see like yeah. 25 minutes of Aunt May in the movie? There's a lot of those moments that feel like... Well, it was in the Sam Raimi film. Like, how do we have a personal right. relationship with these guys? Because there are times when Peter's first developing stuff, and, you know, May is kind of like, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, I'm just really tired, and I'm really, I got a lot of studying to do. You know, there were cover-ups, and they try to facilitate that again. Right. And it's like looking at a photocopy of a photocopy that was a bad photocopy. Right. Like, it's just, it's, it's just... And, you know, it's, it's so weird that, on the one hand, you're trying to take bits and pieces of lots of different Spider-Man comics. Like you said, you know, it was, yeah. we've got way old school Peter Parker at home with his aunt, right. you know, from the earliest beginnings of it. And then we've got, you know, like the amazing and the ultimate and the double super, whatever <laughs> yeah. Spider-Man, all this other stuff yeah. that we want to stick in. And you try to do it all at the same time, except that you're trying to have certain things in the movie where you're ignoring everything that makes that a part worth having in the first place. Like, right. like really old-school Spider-Man, right? He's in high school. Yeah. And he has to go to school. Right. <laughs> and right. so if we have to deal with Aunt May sometimes and trying to hide the fact that you're a superhero from high school right. from the fact that you have to show up at high school right. from the fact that you have to live with aunt may you know t like you can't just suddenly go eh, i'm not going to live here anymore because right. i live wherever i want yeah. and you know yeah. whatever yeah then you have yeah. to have that other stuff you have to be sending him to high school right or you have right. to or doing the college you thing have like to do did, yeah. yeah eventually he's in college and right. it's kind of the same thing yeah. or but you have to you can't just go 
okay, we're having the Aunt May thing, right? Yeah. But the only other thing we ever see him do is fly around the city. Right. You can't have right, can't do, yeah. you can't have both of those except that he comes home to wash his clothes. Right. I mean, right. It's, it, 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 the sentiment is good. I like the idea of a of something that happens there where you know she says you know everything turned red and blue because we know the joke is on her. We right, get it, right. but it, that's. Someone should have said, that's cool. If you can't write it better than this, it doesn't go in. Right. Fix it. Right. You know? it, it's and, then, and then the same thing, you know, with that whole chimney thing. God, and, and then she's like, we don't have a chimney. What? And he's like, huh? And she's like, oh, I'm going to go downstairs anyway so we can have the next funny, weird conversation. Yeah, it's terrible. In a, it, it's been easy to do the review from the question, but here's one more throwback to the question, which is, okay, so the end of the film, whether Rhino – whether Paul Giamatti had the easiest cameo, cameo of right. all time. Yeah, he worked, he worked for all. like an hour. He was really on set just enough to see the craft table and be like, all right, I guess I'll do this. But whether or not he's in the next film is, is anyone's guess. But look, the Green Goblin will be. Right. And we've already seen Doc Ock's arms and the Vulture's wings, right. at least. So you're looking at two, this, two villains this film, at least three, and if the Rhino's in it, four. Like... I don't know that Mark Webb can handle <laughs> right, this. Right. And if his version of this is to make it a three-hour and 30-minute film, then I'm going to come with a lethal injection. <laughs> then I'm out. Because right. I don't know that I can handle that. I mean, you know, the, the frustrating thing about the film is, and I've railed on for 30 minutes the negative stuff. There are good moments. Right. You know? And the thing that was frustrating to me is when there are good moments – they're exceptionally good. They're not great enough to, to elevate this beyond what it was. Right, but there are but it's so there are really cool things. Because yeah. now, it, now it's showing me that it, it could have done it right. right. It could have done all of this like and, that. And then... And that's more aggravating than anything because now you had it if, within if your it power. If it would have just been bad the same if it, all right. the way, it would have been better. Kind of bad. We've seen bad films and right. we've knocked them down and just been like, I didn't have any expectations. I didn't have any going into this any... Really... But I was I was thinking, you know, this film is basically bad in in like every place it, it didn't have to be. Right. And boring in every place that it couldn't afford to be. And that one two punch, I'll take bad. I've seen a fair number of bad films. If you're making a Spider Man film with a gazillion dollar budget, you got a two hour and twenty minute runtime, you shouldn't be boring. No. And and it's okay if you have moments that are boring to, to elevate and to facilitate what's happening later. I remember feeling bored 20 minutes into the movie, right. into the actual movie, not the 10-minute previews and all that stuff. The beginning of the film I wasn't sold on until uh, it was done. I actually liked the beginning of the film, even though I do not like under any way this Peter's parents were super spies. Right, except, but I like the beginning except of the film. Here, the weird thing about that for me, like especially since you were just saying, you know, there there are boring parts. Yeah, and if you have to have a boring part so that we can, you know, get a little more about Harry Osborne so that we yeah, right, exactly. so that That's we invest point. in him a little bit. All right. Then okay, fine, that'll be boring. Except there's the problem with that is that we had a boring part yeah. with his with his parents. We had even a boring part when he finds the secret train yeah. and goes in there. Except those actually weren't boring. Right. So you're you're just showing me that you could actually tell Do some this. story. Yeah. And it's just that in later parts you refuse to. Well, and it's like what you said at the beginning. This film, you know, my biggest problem with a movie is boredom. Don't bore me. Right. Like you've got to, unless you're an indie just trying kind of thing. Right. You got a budget. You got the talent. And there's a lot of talent here. Um, don't bore me. And if you bore me, then your my grade goes down exponentially because if I if I'm bored for a long time. That's the kiss of death right. for a film whose only job is to entertain you for two hours. You know, and but you said at the beginning this film tries to do like five different things at once. It wants to be like right. five different movies, and it never seems to even settle on trying one of them. It's just like equal right. parts. We'll it just, just see. It, yeah, and it, and we've actually and said suffers, we've said so. that exact same thing before about yeah. certain movies where they're just trying to be everything. Yeah, and then it's not even that they don't succeed at any of them yeah but it's like they don't actually try any of them like yeah. with this movie you know it's trying to it's trying to be this like really weird the parts where we're really focusing on his uh, you know relationship yeah everything about that movie makes me feel like 
what we're going to do is is what I said. We're going to just not have electro. We're right. just going to right. We're just going to build way up and and then have a big face off with the Green Goblin sure. at the end, right? right? Or or something like that. Yeah. Except it it doesn't do that enough mm-hmm. because it does something for a few minutes and then it goes. Oh, it's time to mm-hmm. blow something up now, or yep. it's, now it's time to look at Harry some more, or right. now we have to jump over to Aunt May, or yeah, yeah. Now we just in her college career, watch now. him do yeah. whatever. Yeah, and then what is that? Like what? I mean, I don't know. You know that what? You know. Okay, so to play fair, before I have one other gripe, <laughs> is I liked the. It, this is a weird thing, but I'm saying it this way on purpose because I like the tone that it was setting when you would see Dennis Leary as like a specter uh, haunting Peter. I did too. I thought that, that was an that amazing was cool touch, too, yeah. and I thought this is going to be a bit more of a cerebral film. Right. Like, good, because when he died in the last film and you promised him, you're breaking your promise. And his reconciliation of that to her felt like a force. That was the fastest breakup over people who didn't seem right. to have any problem at all. I guess we're supposed to believe because she says that they've done this a bunch, but it still didn't right, feel because we said like so. that. Because we said so. Again, one <laughs> right. of these things. But I really loved that thing that was happening with Dennis Leary, who also got an easy paycheck. He showed <laughs> up for an hour with Paul Giamatti. I'm not sure they he showed up at all. I don't know either, I'm not sure he even showed he up. Because anything, and that's cool. He just is standing there. They shot, some, they shot that in the it. last movie. Yeah. <laughs> They and they him. just still had him glaring. I loved it. I thought it was really, really cool that they were going to go that route. And then, because it, it would have been creepy if he and then showed they up didn't. six more times. I mean, he can only show up a few, and then you right, understand right. it. But then he, and then he doesn't. There's that moment uh, following it where, you know, all these things that Peter does, but the moment that he has with Gwen Stacy, when he accidentally lets slip, he knows that she's been going to this place, and she's like, you've been following me? That moment where he admits it, awesome. Yeah, like that, that, that's a great moment where he's like, you know, I, I don't yeah, know, that that know. was that was good. I love that, but so here's the problem with the tonal stuff that I that I don't like. There were too many tonal shifts to keep up with the film, going with what you wanted to say, like what you said about it being too happy, too serious. Too, well, right, and and it things. was uh, it was like a comic book movie made by someone whose experience of comic book movies right. is watching the original Batman TV show. Yeah. Where, yeah. where it's like, want, we'll, we'll kind of be serious for a second, but then we have to go pow. In a, in a way. <laughs> and, and we have music like that. They, they That's did how have music, music works, music right? Like that. I'm going to say that one of the things that I think is, I think it's Mark Webb, but it might also be just Andrew Garfield can't do this. When we first see Spider-Man, when he's doing the rhino before he's rhino, and he's getting all the plutonium things. Right. You know. He's actually, this is the problem we said from the first film, when he's being glib and doing one-liners and stuff, it never works for me. No, he, it, he doesn't seem it's a little glib it's and, a little too and far towards it's silly. It's actually hard, yeah. yeah. Like, it's, it's hard to believe him in that moment. And in a weird way, it's funny to be critical of that because that's the spirit of the comic. Right. Like, that's who Spider-Man is in those moments. And I think they're nailing it, except they're missing the tone. Well, and see, and the, that's weird because they get the tone right so many other places, but then they just drop it for thing, another tone. Yeah, it's, that's frustrating. The thing that I think that goes really weird me. with that too is when you know when he's in the th- in the van, mm-hmm. and he's like, cut it, and he's catching mm-hmm. the plutonium yeah, thing. He's, he's like, oh no, I got you, I got, and he's yeah. and he's being like really silly though. Right, he's not being. You know, the idea is that you're a very young superhero. Right. And the whole kind of point of this versus a lot of other comics and superheroes and everything is, yeah. is that he's a really young person who all of right. a sudden goes, ta-da, right. you yeah. know? Right. And, like, you're in high school or you're you're very young, and when he's got the suit on – yeah. And he's whizzing out one-liners all over the place, and yeah. he's basically kind of being silly. It's like he goes too far to try to show that we're doing it, right? Yeah. Instead of just like going far enough, right. right? Right. But take the mask off, yeah. And now he's like thirty, right? Right. And it's yeah. like you've gone too far the other way. Now right. he's not well, acting like kind of the person the, that he should be there either. Yeah. He's supposed to be more of the same guy in the middle All the t- yeah. both times, right? And they don't get yeah. it right either way. And before we run, we run out of time, because it's getting really uh, pretty late, um, we have to spoil it, I guess. And, yeah, right. you know, so my big problem, right, is I uh, – spoiler alert, turn off 
Right. Turn if off, you haven't read a Spider-Man turn comic off the for show, right? Years, you know, it, um, Gwen she dies, right? Yeah. And, you know, it's not that she dies, because I'll tell you, in, in a very general way, not really relating to this movie that I had to watch, mm-hmm. the idea that she dies, I'm fine with, right? Yeah. But they made her die in such a stupid way that is like stepping up a ladder that's all the rungs are one more stupid thing, yeah. right? That it just was dumb when yeah. when she actually died. And not only was it dumb, but it was almost like we were saying, yeah, you know, women are stupid and get themselves into the wrong situations. And then look, what happens is they right, die. Right. <laughs> I mean, because she's not supposed to be there. Yeah. And then... You've got uh, she, you know, he tells her not to go there. She's not supposed to be there. You have this one little weird thing that they try to throw in where yeah. she understands how the grid works, right. so she can help him defeat the bad guy. Right. Except that understanding how it works turns out to mean you flip this one switch. Right. And, and I know a lot of people. And I'm like, uh, you could really yeah. get just about anyone to figure that out. And then she's got this whole thing. This is my decision, and I can be here. Right. And except that that doesn't actually counter the idea that your decision is stupid, right? And you shouldn't right. be here. And yeah. they're trying to like, you know, be, uh, you know, some sort of I'm a strong woman, and I can be here because I've yeah. decided. Except right. that. Really, what they're throwing in your face is that she's dumb, and then she dies because she's dumb. <laughs> right. And then, because we have uh, really stupid crap happening for our writing, yeah, you know, the green go- at the end, then the green goblin swoops in, right. And so when the green goblin swoops in, and Harry clearly looks like a lunatic, right. Peter Parker's response is to go, hey, so what's up, man? I right, mean, I'm yeah. just going to stand here and let you Basically. steal my girlfriend. <laughs> right. Right. right and yeah. he's just, I mean, you look not threatened that at all. guy yeah. swoops in. Yeah. Dude, he's like encased in web in like right. one second. And yeah. then now you can talk if you want or something, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. And then when he steals her. Yeah. Now, we've been watching this whole movie where the. You know, Spider-Man's flying all around the city, and apparently he can be like one foot from the ground and shoot a web to the top of the highest skyscraper in the world. Right. But as soon as the Green Goblin flies like 15, 20 feet above him, then all of a sudden I can't reach him with my web shooters anymore because I don't want to because that's what I want the movie to do. Right. That's all horrible. Right. Right. And then we're falling, and then a minute later when we're falling down this goofy bell tower shaft whatever it is whatever then it can reach all the way practically to the ground from way i mean then it's like um the way this works is whatever stupid thing i want to say right now right and oh that was all horrible that whole the the whole culmination of all that stuff knocked at like at least a star i'll back or more i agree i'll back you on this and then we'll do the quick thing before we get out which is whether or not we saw the movie that the trailer said we were going i guess because that's another thing we like to do oh we didn't we didn't really get to that and And i meant to at the beginning i agree comic book purists will say that that scene is pretty close to the comic for me i actually saw something else happening i i like that when he's going down the the bell tower or whatever that there's all these cogs and things in his way He's been pretty creative with his webbing up till then. Like, I thought what was going to happen was going to be more close in the comic, which is he does save her, he thinks, but he, le- he realizes later that his webbing, because he's still kind of new with this, like, breaks her neck. In this film, like, she basically, he saves her at the last second, but it's enough to snap her neck into the ground just enough. Right. And, he doesn't and ever so really seem dead. to recognize that. Not to mince, you know, the emotions. I actually didn't think that Andrew Garfield played that horror shock sadness i mean how much can you cry right but now he realized he you know broke his promise his life his girlfriend has gone the love of his life right. and it was his fault he couldn't you know all he these could, things he couldn't save he her should now have, he should have right. been more of emotion than he seemed to give and i didn't think that scene worked but but you know I kind of thought he would use his webs to be pulling gears out of the way and then slingshotting himself forward and forward. And I thought that's what was going to happen, that he had made a bad decision to make the right decision. But at this point, or no anything. decision this film is but, making. But you know, what, you know what's anything. really funny is that 
what happened is all of a sudden we went into super slow motion. Yeah. And then we're just like watching this web go. Yeah. And it's it's almost like another this weird spidey sense thing that he has where he can go it, it's almost like he can just see in the future a little bit, right? right? And yeah. and so it works out to where it gets to her yep. even though it has to dodge these All moving these cogs that like he couldn't have just known. Right. It's like the spidey sense allows Doing him it. to yeah. know. And it, what was weird for me is that when that was actually happening and it was like we went so super slow motion that I almost thought this is so dumb at this point <laughs> yeah. that I wonder if we're not going to not have her die. Right. Like, because that would have been gutsy. Because clearly everyone knows that she's right. going like to die or, you know, yeah. the people who know the comic right. book or whatever. But I was like, this is getting so goofy at this point yeah. that I wonder if that's not where we're going maybe with it. yeah and then no such luck but yeah. i just think uh, however much it's close to the comic or the way that it's whatever happened in the comic or whatever we set it up movie wise so stupid i agree that it was just like uh, so the quick denouement before we get to the other things it, yeah. we're we're in a minority here the fans love this film right like the metacritic which i checked is about 53, which sounds counterintuitive to what I'm telling you, but that's the critics. The critics are right. very few of them think this is a great film. Most of them are average to below average, and a few hate it. Right. It's the other side of the way. Most people that are going to see this are having a blast, and that's great. You know, I'm psyched when if you read a book, and I don't it, like, and you and love it. It kind of cool, has that fun. It does a it, bit in it. But I just but think man. even if you shut your brain off, there's too many things to annoy you here. Right. Um, to answer the, the side of the trailer thing, I feel like the trailers I saw both gave me the film I was supposed to see and maybe not supposed to see. That one trailer that I saw looked amazing, no pun intended. Right. You know, and that's another thing. The movie's telling me this movie's supposed to be amazing. It ain't amazing. Like so many times. You know? But I, I actually felt like, sadly, the film... Uh, was the trailer that I saw, the right, trailers that I saw, right. and that's not a good thing. But, no, the trailer's almost um, better Did you? Yeah, than I mean, the you, movie, yeah, right, really. Yeah. If you just watch the trailer and go, oh, that's all I that need would be cool. of yeah. Spider-Man, then you're... I guess a quick look ahead, Neighbors is probably next week with oh, Seth Rogen. God, I have no interest in seeing I that. Know. What else I would is rather, next? I would rather see Chef, the, the John Favreau. Oh, Robert yeah, hopefully we'll get that. Hopefully we'll see that instead. I so don't want to see Neighbors even at all. I'm I, I don't want to see it. I mean, just uh, I've seen some trailers. I know the basic premise. Yeah, it's already too stupid a movie for me I, to watch. I've it's seen this film just... a million times when I had more hours to waste in a day. But 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 they were all better. They were. <laughs> they, awesome. They, they were, were all. all I everyone were, has every seen this movie a ton of times. Yeah. And uh, you know, going back all the way to the '70s, and they were, they, right, they all were had better. better premises. I just love Animal House. That's and fine. They so. all they all had. A lot more to say We're than in, I like uh, doing stupid crap yeah. pranks on people or something. Let's spin it into a we uh, ridiculous movie. You're going to be kind of hurting for the next two weeks because if we have to see Neighbors, that'll be pleasant. And then it would assume, just to give everybody a little bit of heads up, Godzilla is the week after. Uh, I'm okay with seeing Godzilla. You've been kind of grumpy about Godzilla. And I am. I think making Godzilla is a waste of time, but it doesn't mean yeah. that I won't be pretty okay I'm pretty watching sure it. I'm probably, pretty sure it'll be Godzilla. Right? And then yeah. after that, we're full, we're full blown summer. It's going to be right. X-Men. It's going to be Maleficent. Um, yeah. A million ways to die in the West. Right. Know, stuff right. like that, which uh, I'm thinking is going to be a lot of fun. But... I want to see that too, but it's, uh, it, <clears throat> it's, that's a very weird movie for me. Uh, just in the, I think that he's such a weird writer, right? Yeah. Because he does a lot of stuff that's funny, but for me, and, yeah. Not for everybody, I'm sure, but yeah. if you see the red band version of the trailer for that, <laughs> yeah, and then you watch you the green the, band version, right? Right? Yeah, they're exactly they're the, the same, same amount of funny. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's, yeah. there's there's nothing That's really awesome. that you get that I think. Oh, it's way better if right. you watch the red band. Version. Well, there's a little quick look for what's ahead for us. It'll be interesting right. next week to see whether it's neighbors or oh, not. But God, oh, I would love to have see Chef, Chef instead. Yeah. I would love to see yeah. Chef instead. But. That actually looks really cool. I think so. Um, anyway, we're we're about to run out of time, and so I guess the ultimate verdict there is that the trailers you're pretty good with the trailers. Yeah. If if you see the trailers and you that's what you're think getting. you're gonna like it, yeah, that's, that's probably what you're getting. Right. Unless you get the if one you, that it, sold you. 
<laughs> and if you didn't like the first film, you're probably not going to like this film. They don't improve anything. No, they so, totally don't. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, that's it for us. Um, we're out of time, and there's absolutely no say. reason to keep going, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, so we gave you the rundown. We'll be back next week. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah. And, uh, you know, subscribe, <laughs> share, tell all your friends, and we will see you next week. Bye. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with their spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with their spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway.